Hi, and welcome to Reverse Sequels. My name is Ellie, and with me, as always, is... Patrick. And on today's podcast, this is Black Magic 2, Part 2, where we discuss the original Black Magic. That's right. So Black Magic is about a love triangle between an engaged couple and a rich widow who is in love with the man of the engaged couple. Isn't it more like a... Love Square. I was just going to say, it's a little more like a Love Square because then a black magician gets involved. And then it's kind of also a love... Trapezoid? Pentagram. Pentagram. I don't know, because there's also a fifth guy who is the one who introduces the whole concept of black magic because he's in love with the widow who's in love with the guy. He's in love with her money. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think he wants her too, but mostly the money. So there is a lot of players in this game And then we get a fight between black magic and another form of black magic. It's not good magic. Yeah, it is weird. Like, it's mostly a love story with black magic, and then it turns into a wizard's duel. Battle Royale. (laughs) I like your uh, geometric comparisons, because there are many dimensions to this movie. Oh, yeah. A lot of dimensions. Since this is Black Magic 2 Part 2, do we want to start with what we got right or what we got wrong? Well, I have, I think, equal amounts of both. Ooh. So let's just go right. The one thing we got right, we both got this, I think this is kind of amazing, is that this movie has nothing to do, really, plot-wise with the second movie. Right, but it is a Rainbow Trail phenomenon where we get the similar cast, but not playing the similar characters. Yeah, I mean, this one even more so. It's almost all the same actors playing totally different characters. To the point where we were a little confused when Mr. Kang came and we were like, is this his origin story like is he going to become a black magician at some point but yeah it's all the same actors but in totally different roles which i was happy to see them again i was too (laughs) yeah me too because it yeah it was i mean it had similar themes it's definitely about black magic and a lot of the stuff we predicted in terms of details we see but just the plot has nothing to do with doctors trying to solve black magic injuries and stuff yeah that's true uh, I did correctly predict that there would be a lot of dead animals in this movie. Oh my god, yeah, there were a ton. Incorporating the dead animals to conjure the black magic. That's what I mean about the details. Like, we were like, there would be a lot of dead animals, there would be more voodoo dolls, there were. I said, we'll see a guy drink milk out of a titty. We sure did. did, my God. I predicted a low count on how many breasts we were going to see. I said one pair, and we got two, so I was pretty close there. Yeah, that's one of my wrongs. I thought we'd see ten, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I thought they would be, like, you know, in a group scenario, but... Oh, like a tribal milk-drinking ceremony? <laughs> no, I thought it would be, like, in the second one, where it's a bunch of, you know, girls swimming in the, the creek. But as we know from the sequel phenomenon, usually sequels amp it up. So two pairs of breasts in this movie equals, like, ten titties in the yeah. next one. I think we saw three pairs, I believe. Not that this is important, but <laughs> but I do think... For accuracy? Be, for accuracy, there's the couple in the very beginning who get the death spell. Oh, I forgot about them. Okay. Okay, yeah. That's what it was. Um, also, I don't know if this is right exactly... But we did predict that it would take place in a village, 
And there is an element of that in the beginning. It does go to the big city, too, which I said it would have to, but the majority of it does not take place in the village, but we do get some village action. Yeah, I don't know if I count that as a right. It, I don't know if it's really a village. It's more like a couple people appear to live in a huts in the... Village! But, but they're all isolated. They're like not in a village. Like, That's a village! I don't know. I don't know if I count it as a village, but all right. What was really weird was I accurately predicted that this would take place in Wanlo Forest. Oh, you did? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. You were like, Wanlo Forest? I said those exact words. I mean, geographically, I nailed it. (laughs) Well, that's funny, because I was like, I think everything will happen at 30 Kangpang Road. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think it was Kang Pond Road. What? It was weird. They gave that woman's precise address like five times in the movie. I know. I tried to look it up on Google Maps. I couldn't find it. Really? (laughs) Where do you think this movie took place? Because I couldn't tell. It's either in... They keep saying Southeast Asia. Singapore or Malaysia are my top two guesses. I think Malaysia. Yeah. That's a good one. The other thing that I got right is one that's wrong for you, but you kept going on and on about dead children would be in this one. And I said (laughs) there will be no dead children... Yeah. And that is true. There are no children. Yeah, no baby sacrifices. Um, that's fair. I also thought that we would get the old man shaman who features prominently in the second one in this one, and we did not. We do get a shaman who's an old man, but we didn't get the same guy. So right. that's kind of like I'm straddling the old man shaman line. <laughs> well, I was going to give you a right in that because you said white magic will win at the end. And I think it does. It or does. whatever his form of black magic is that's not evil. He's dressed in white. So I don't know. That guy wins. I am all out of rights. Me too. That was my last one. Um, I was completely wrong in thinking that we would find any traveling outsiders that this would be the origin of the book that we see in the second one. Yeah, no, nothing to do with the book. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like like what you said, a Doctors Without Borders situation where these There's, doctors yeah. would come to the village. No, none of in that. In search of healing magic. Yeah, no, no. none of that was in there. Um, I also, I thought that there would be at least one Kung Fu scene. Yeah, I think, again, this is a case of fighting and not Kung Fu. Yeah, and then... Not really any zombies in it. We thought it would be zombies. Well, I don't know that we think that, but this movie, after we watched it, when I read the description on like Wikipedia, it keeps saying zombies, zombies, zombies. This is not a zombie movie by no, any means. No. And the second one was actually released in America under the title Revenge of the Zombies. That, no. But no, it's not really zombies. Um... That about does it for my half page of right and wrongs. I have <laughs> five more pages of never could have predicted. I don't know if we want to get into those. Well, I have one more major wrong that I'm devastated about. What? I predicted that there would be a guy drinking titty milk, but I specifically said, I don't think we'll see a titty squirting milk out like we did oh. in this one, though. And yeah, we sure did. Yep. Twice. Yep. This movie is just obsessed with, this franchise is obsessed with seeing milk squirt out of a titty. Well, actually, I read a little bit about the Shaw Brothers and how they popularized this kind of Chinese horror genre. And there are some features that were really popular in the 70s and 80s. One was the idea of mixing potions with weird elements. And some were about demonic possession, kind of like a sap who employs the help of the dark side only to get in over his head. Yeah, that definitely happened. And a lot of breasts and milk. 
What? Really? Yeah. That's part of the trope, huh? That's part of it. So, so what you're saying is we should watch all these movies. <laughs> well, this is considered like the granddaddy. This movie is the best example, I think, of this genre and really? the movie that popularized the genre. And they went on to make many, many, many more. Yeah. I mean, I see why. After watching this, I would watch a billion more movies like this. Me too. It Both was, these movies were so fucking crazy. But not just crazy. Like, I, I loved every moment. I could not look away. No, they're so entertaining. There's like, each scene is a new, oh my god, I can't believe they did that or that happened. All right. Awesome. Now let's get into the never predicted. So we open up kind of in a village, right? And there's this woman. She had gone to a shaman and she's asking for his help. She says, I need a spell. My husband doesn't love me anymore. He's in love with his younger mistress. Yeah. And so she wants a death spell for both of them. Yeah. She's like straight up kill both of them. She brings all her jewelry. He says, I need five times more gold. And she's like, you'll get it tomorrow. Just kill these guys. Yeah. She's cutthroat. Yeah, and he's real liberal with his repayment policies. He's yeah. always like, if people don't have the money then, he's like, no problem. I'll kill them. Just, you know, make sure I get the money later. Yeah. I guess because he's a black magician and he has these powers, he knows if they don't pay up, he can kill them. Yeah, he's unscrupulous on all sides. So his name is Shah Zhenman. He gets two voodoo dolls that represent this man and this woman that he's going to kill. First, he makes them have sex. Or he, well, I mean, he pounds the voodoo dolls together and they have sex. And you were like, is he going to have them fucked to death? Yeah, well, Cube has set me up for that. <laughs> if you remember when we watched Cube, Hypercube. So then, but then after that, he just starts sticking needles in them and they just like die. And you were like, well, aren't they going to suspect this woman? But that's why it's the perfect crime because there's no evidence left behind. But I love how the whole village, because it is a village, descends upon (laughs) the house because the girl's sister comes to knock on the door, discovers their bodies intertwined, screams, the whole village comes running. Then we get like the good shaman of the village. He opens the door and he goes, mm, this is a death spell by Shang Jemai. Yeah. I was like, what? He took one look at it. Then he <laughs> sat on the floor by the naked corpses and just crossed his legs and started chanting. Yeah. I call it white magic CSI because he just like looked at that oh, crime that? scene and was like, <laughs> I know this work. This is obviously the bad shaman did is this. Is this another great spinoff? Ooh, it might be. White magic CSI. I love it. (laughs) So, yeah, he's chanting. And then we see kind of what happened in the second one. White magic and black magic fighting. But we just are cutting back and forth because they're not even in the same room. But they sense it. Yeah. And then it looked like to me that the good shaman killed the bad shaman because his whole house blows up. Yeah. The wife of the dead man of the couple, she comes with the five times more repayment. She knocks on the door. The bad shaman's trying to like protect his house. Then they all just get obliterated completely. So yeah, this guy wins because that's why we get a different shaman later on. Is that why? But see, then why does he have the same name? That Is could be- Shah Mai like the title? It could be. It could be just a casting mistake. <laughs> But then when we see the good shaman again, he does come back. He has a mustache. And they say his name's Master Furong. Yeah. And I was like, is this the same guy? I couldn't tell. I think Why does he have a mustache now? He had a mustache and white hair. So I think it meant the passage of time. 
And so, has he been battling Sha Zhenmai this whole time? Like, was were, was the opening scene showing an early battle of theirs, and then we're flashing forward in time? That's what I thought. But then, why did they cast a totally different actor for Sha Zhenmai? Because maybe when you kill evil, it just takes a new form. You All know right. what I mean? It's like a reincarnated evil right. sorcerer. That was real confusing. But then we get into the meat of the plot. So yes. we meet our hero, Junwo. Junwo is working as an engineer. And in Black Magic 2, he was one of the doctors who came to visit his friend. He was one of the skeptical doctors. Yeah. Now he's an engineer. I like that he's always like a man of science in both of these. Even though, again, he takes his shirt off and he's super ripped. Um, I don't believe him in any of these careers. <laughs> he is being pursued intently by the former Mrs. Chow. Yeah, she now goes by Miss Luo, and we don't ever really find find out... What I'm thinking is that her husband was, like, the head of this company that Junuo works for, but he's now dead, and she's got all his money, and now she's after him. And she says, I always get what I want. She is so determined to get with this dude. I mean, you did comment uh, several times what a good-looking man... Junuo was. I think this whole cast is gorgeous. <laughs> I don't know if it has to do with the 70s. Everybody just looks so natural and beautiful. I think this whole cast is very attractive. Yeah, so Miss Luo, I think, is the same actress who, who plays his wife. Plays his wife in the second one. Yeah. That's a fun little treat. So she's after him, but he is already taken. He's going out with this uh, woman who's a teacher at the local middle school. Her name is Kuming Wang. Yes. They're in love, they're engaged, they're going to get married, like, real soon. She also plays Margaret, his friend's wife in the second one. Same actress. So it's great that, you know, it's all the same cast. Then we're introduced to this guy who he was Kang in the second one. In this one, his name is Mr. Liang. But I so want to call him Kang still. (laughs) He's a very different character, even though he's also kind of evil, but he's... Got no magic powers. That's exactly what I wrote. Kang in this one, or Liang, is an is a normal guy with evil tendencies. So it doesn't surprise me that he gets into the black magic. Because right. he is But it's not the same guy. This it's not the same guy, <laughs> of course. But this is where we start the love triangle. No, or well, the no, love square. This Be- yeah, he's the fourth one in the square because we find out he wants Miss Luo. For her money. Yes. She comes home one day, and his car is in the driveway, and he's, like, lounging by her pool, and she has some... She doesn't like him. We don't ever find out really why. I mean, I think other, she knows he's a snake in the grass. Well, so she just starts destroying his car. She, like, throws a rock from her garden through his window. And then he gets upset. He goes down uh, to meet his buddy. They have some noodles. His buddy's <laughs> like, hey, man, if you really want her, I've heard of this thing. And he whispers in his ear... Black magic. Black magic. Yeah. So this guy knows. Ah. He's like, go to the Wan Lao forest. Go see uh, Sha Mai. He'll do a He'll spell you for up. you. A love spell. So then the next scene, this is where the black magic starts kicking in. The next scene, we see Liang walking through the forest. He gets thirsty. He picks up a coconut, <laughs> as one so would was, do. It was a long walk through the forest. He just walked from the city. Yeah. To the forest. He starts drinking this coconut milk. Then this crazy, hard-of-hearing old woman comes out, and she demands some of the coconut milk. 
or a payment for the coconut. Yeah. I she just like, wanted some. Yeah. I mean, I think she she was like a witch, right? She had like long nails oh, and was missing sure. a tooth. But like she's, there's no context given to her. I actually wonder if she's one of the forms of Sha Jang Mai. Oh, I thought it was maybe like one of the women that had double crossed him or something and he turned her into his old witch with magic. Um, so he's drinking this coconut. He runs into this old lady. He asks where the house is. He encounters snakes. That he beat senselessly yeah, with a he, stick. Why did he beat that snake so hard? Like, he, the snake was not bothering him. I mean, you're in a forest and there's snakes around. Don't take your chances. But don't beat them. That seems like it would anger them more. I would ignore and walk past. But then he comes upon the house of Sha Mai. Wait, you forgot about the part where we see what's inside the coconut. Oh. There's all those weird blood worms like we saw in the second one. Here's a question I have. What are those blood worms? Because they're like <laughs> real worms. What are those things that they got for this movie? I don't know. They're, they're so gross. Yeah, they're real gross. They they're put them in coconuts. So gross. They they're put in them in everything. bodies. Yeah. But then we come upon the house of Shajemai, and he's already performing a spell. So yeah, he's he's with a customer, and Liang watches this whole thing go down. Yeah. So I was gonna ask you. He's making black magic rice. Can you please tell me? <laughs> What are the ingredients? What is God. the recipe for Black Magic Rice? This this might have been one of my favorite scenes in a movie ever. So this girl's there. She's obviously fully naked already because that's, you know, you got to be fully naked. And he takes out a leaf with rice in it. And he just shoves all this rice straight into this woman's vagina. And then he's like, all right, let that sit for a second while I do some other stuff. He, of course, squeezes out some titty milk. That's where we see the squirting titty that I was wrong about. I don't even remember the other ingredients. I was just so focused oh. on the titty milk and the rice in the cooch. No, then he went to the window, of course, where oh, snakes Oh, that's right. He's got in. the snakes. Yeah, yeah. Venom from a snake. That's about it. Then he's like, take this snake venom titty milk concoction. Then he removes the, the rice. Right. Puts it back in the leaf. Put it, and he, he says, make sure that your man eats this rice <laughs> and he will be in love with you forever. All right. Here, I have two really big questions about Sha Mai. Can I get them out of the way right now? Yeah, yeah. My first question. Why are the ingredients so much different for every spell, even when it's the same spell? Because I think we actually get a little bit of insight into this. Because, and I don't want to give away too much, but Liang asks for a love spell. Or he says, I want the widow to want me, which she ends up doing for one night. The widow wants a love spell for a year. I think there's just different conditions on each spell. It's almost like a genie. When you ask a genie for something, you have to be careful because there's always a catch. Okay, but, all right, so in that spell, what Liang has to give is a lock of her hair and her footprint in the mud. Yeah. And what this girl has to do is make the guy eat rice that was up her vagina and plus drink this stuff that was her own titty milk and his blood and hair. And, and snake, snake venom. venom. Why is the scene that whenever a woman wants a love spell, her own titty milk is involved or the stuff has to go in an orifice? I, He's never like to the dude like, put these chopsticks in your dick hole. I mean, that's the only way to get the magic to work. I think that this shaman is just a pervert. I don't think that the... That part is magical. Right. <laughs> I mean, these are B-movie horror movies. What do you expect? I'm like, talking about in the, in the part con- of the genre. 
But I think in the context of the movie, like... No, you're going to get all these body parts. So what you're getting from a man is you're getting, you know, his hair, people's blood. Everything's really bodily oriented. But the woman has to give all the same stuff and her own titty milk. Well, that's what probably is keeping him young. It's like life-giving. There's something about that, I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm real skeptical. Also, where'd those snakes come from? Are they always hanging out in the roof and they come down when he calls them with his little flute? Or did they come from outside? He's living in a forest and he's pure <laughs> evil and snakes are associated with evil. I don't think it's a far cry that they're hanging out together. All right, my second big question about Sha Mai. Yeah. He is obsessed with his fee. Whenever he's going to do a spell, he's always like, my fee, my fee, I need gold. I need gold the size of a skull. I need 10 times as much. I need $10,000. It's all about money and his fee. What's he doing with this money? He lives in a hut in the middle of the forest with snakes. I think a lot of it has to do with greed. But he, to spend on what? He wears the same outfit every day and lives in a hut. We don't know what his nightlife is like. We don't know he's out at the club, Studio 54. Yeah. You think he walks into the city every night and goes to the clubs? And living it up, yeah. I think he's with women of the night. You don't. We don't know how he's spending this money. Okay. All right, those are my two big questions. <laughs> I'm not satisfied with either of your answers. Oh, I think I got it. What? He's paying off his student loans <laughs> for Black Magic School. <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, so after the whole Black Magic Rice thing goes down, and Liang's watching the whole thing, don't you think if you were watching that, you'd been like, uh, I don't want to put any rice in my butt. I'm leaving. I'm not going to go through with this. No. Apparently, in the immortal words of Meatloaf, they would do anything for love. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so he goes in. Then I like um, the Shazhen Mai gives us the four types of spells. He's like, I can do four types of spells. Life, death, flying, and love. What's a flying spell? How can we never get to see that? I know. It makes you fly, I guess. I, I he, would go in for that one. That sounds like the way better spell. I mean... Put all the rice wherever you want. If you can, I could fly around the forest. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, but I like that he, And then he says, death spells are my specialty. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I like how he... Liang says, look, once you do this spell, I'll have so much money I could pay you. And he says, sure, pay me. But I could put a spell on you. Like you said, he's kind of loose. He's taking this on a verbal contract. And then he needs hair by the roots from the rich widow and her clay footprint. So uh, there's a scene that I absolutely loved coming next. So we get Liang. He's hiding in the bushes. He fakes a phone call. As the rich widow leaves the phone because there was nobody there, he says, wait, there's a poisonous spider in your hair, which I love that it's the old, wait, there's a poisonous spider in your hair gag. What? But he really did put a spider in her hair. Well, no, he pulled her hair and he had a spider from oh, a leaf. Oh, was that already in his hand? Yeah, already oh, gotcha, in his hand. Gotcha. He scooped it from a leaf. Oh, that was quite a sleight of hand. And then, um, and then of course, she's standing in the mud. He yeah, gets how did he get that whole footprint out? He's in the middle of this restaurant. He dug up her footprint. Yeah. <laughs> but what I love next is he brings it back to Sha Jiang Mai. Sha Mai forms a little clay figure with an enormous penis. <laughs> a huge dig on this statue that he's like hanging in front of her house. Does that. Has to give her a love potion. And then as soon as he does that, they bang hard. And we see this little spinning figure 
with its enormous dong outside her window. We also see my favorite character in the entire movie, Terry. Terry is a never could have predicted. <laughs> Terry and possibly Stunt Terry. I think there's... <laughs> there was definitely a Stunt Terry. There are two Terrys in this so movie. So Terry is uh, Miss Luo's German Shepherd... And he's just like the sweetest, friendliest dog. That she keeps summoning in to threaten people with an attack <laughs> while he has his tongue just hanging out the side of his mouth. Yeah, we're supposed, no to, believe, threat. Yeah, we're supposed to believe that they're terrified of Terry when he's like the sweetest dog. And uh, we get a lot of great reaction shots from him. Well, the thing I like about Terry is he features prominently in this movie. We don't get one Terry action shot. We get like three or four. I mean, so the one fight scene in the movie that I was talking about that I'm not sure if it counts is Junot fights Terry. Like, he straight on wrestles this dog. And it's not like a Oh, it's not puppet. fake. No. Yeah, he, he just really... grabs this dog and does a couple barrel rolls on the floor. But this dog's so sweet, he just isn't looks... having the time of his life. Oh, yeah. He, he thinks they're playing. Uh, I love Terry. I um, love that his name is Terry. Everything, I love everything about Terry. Terry the dog... Stole the show. Stole the show. Here's the thing. He sleeps with the rich widow. Then his statue falls down. The spell is broken. She's like, how did this happen? You must have put a spell on me. Yeah, That's when she karate kicks him. She Yeah, kicks him in the face, calls Terry in. Um, but then she's intrigued because she's like, I want to get what I want. I want that engineer. Let's. I'll pay you to put me in contact with the black magician. Yeah. Perfect. So yeah, super fortunate for her. She was like, oh, I've been looking for a way to trick yeah. the guy into loving me. So they work together. Sha Mai comes to her house. So he does house calls, which I think is great. Yeah, well, he probably was out at the clubs late the night before <laughs> and just stopped <laughs> in on the way city. back. And he says, sure, I could do your spell. This is where I think this answers your spell questions. He's like, of course I gave Liang a shitty spell. He's a shitty guy. I yeah, knew he, he wouldn't keep his promises or pay me. Yeah. So I think he's evaluating their characters. Okay. Um, and he says, the only way the spell will be broken is if I die. Foreshadowing. And he says, for your spell, it'll last one year. I need hair from the roots, blood, your supple breast milk. Mm-hmm. And then later, he goes, here's a leaf with some fingernails and a man's finger in it. You got to put it under his bed. Put it under his bed until the maggots come. Gross. Yeah, real gross. But here's my thing that I love about this movie. Once the shaman gives the spell requirements, I love seeing the ruse, how people go about yeah. getting hair from the roots from somebody they casually know and like a blood sample. What, like, what would you do? Oh, man, what would I do? Yeah, because then we'll talk about how the widow gets all the things she needs. You need hair from the roots and somebody's blood. What would you do? I mean, I guess it would depend on who it was. The poisonous spider in the hair gag is great. That's a good (laughs) idea. Yeah, hair from the root is tough, so you couldn't just cut it off. You'd really have to yank it out. I think I would just sneak in when they were asleep. And yank their head? It's not like a cut. No, I'd just, yeah, yank it out while they were asleep. Well, that's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is terrifying. If I was putting a spell on people, and then depend- if it was a flying spell, I'd just straight up tell them, hey, I need to fly. Give me some of your hair and blood. Here's a quick question. And your titty milk. Do you think titty milk is requirement in the flying spell? Oh, yeah, I think it's always a requirement. I don't know. What do you think? Give me three things you think you need for the flying spell. I think you probably need, like, the talon of a hawk. Oh, okay, good. 
the feather of an eagle. Uh-huh. Men are all bird related. Of course. It's and, a flying spell. And the breast milk of a... See, of I, a stewardess. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So... The rich widow goes about getting her pieces. She goes into the guy's house. She bribes the doorman. She's drunk or fake drunk in the bathtub. I thought she was faking it. I think so. Then she tries to seduce him. He's like, listen, I'm getting married tomorrow. I don't want any of this. Then at that very moment, his fiance calls on the phone while he's trying to fight her off. Yeah, just while he's on the phone, she's just kind of she's kind of playing around with him and like trying to kiss him while he's on the phone. And then when she gets mad at him, she's able to be like, "Oh, I'll rip out some of your hair!" And she scratches his chest to get his blood. Then here's the crazy part. She had here's been... the crazy part. <laughs> <laughs> she had been in his house for like an hour before he got there. She could have put the leaf with the fingernails and teeth and fingers under his bed. No, she waited till she got the hair, scratched his chest. And then she kind of just, like, reached in her purse and tossed all that stuff under the bed. Where was the leaf? Yeah, like... What, was it just like, loose in her purse? <laughs> that was nasty. And then when we do see it, he's like, wait till the maggots come. But instead, there's roaches on it. Yeah. It's even worse. Gross. But... And then they bang right on top of it. Yeah, they don't know. <laughs> they don't know. Then there's a part that I think Shajing Mike didn't tell her. Oh, yeah, this was a surprise when she showed up with the ingredients. He's like, hold on, we gotta go dig up a grave. And then that was real weird, because they went to dig up a grave. They dug up a girl corpse. He's like, burn her neck. They started burning her neck. Her eyes flicker open. Then, like, milk comes out of her mouth. Yeah. And then he says, take your shirt off and squeeze your titty milk into this same bowl. And you knew that part was coming. So, yeah, you need human titty milk and the... Zombie titty milk. I don't think it was milk. I think it was just her melting flesh. Nah. It just looked white because that was the special effect they used. All right. I, who knows what it was. But that, that he threw us for a loop there. That wasn't part of the agreement. I mean, I feel like he does that a lot. He told her, here's the, you know, all the ingredients. And then he's like, oh, and by the way, here's a man's finger. Oh, there's and then, so oh, by much. The way, we got to dig up a corpse. I just kind of want to fly through a little. Because we, if we went through this whole thing, there's just so much good stuff. But... Her plot is successful. On the wedding day, she r- runs away with the groom. He leaves his wife at the... Well, no. They get married. He leaves his wife at the reception. Yeah. Um. Everyone's like, oh my God, he's under a spell. He's under a spell. He ran away with this woman. And then, I love this. The wife and like her best friend, they're outside of the house yelling at Juno. And they're saying, listen, I'm going to sue you (laughs) to the rich widow for, like, fraud. Like, I... So, you seduced seduced him. We're going to sue you. We're going to take legal action. Take legal action. So, I love this world where you could take legal action against seduction and black magic. (laughs) I did want to talk about something. I know there's a lot, but I did want to talk about Liang dies. So, Liang shows up and is like, sorry, I don't have your money yet. And then... uh, Shajamai is like, yeah, I knew you weren't. I'm gonna kill you anyway. And he's like, you can't kill me. I never. You don't have any of my DNA. And he's like, oh, remember when you ate that coconut? Oh Surprise. yeah. Brings it back to the coconut. Also, during the whole scene, he's polishing a skull. Yeah. I thought that was a great acting choice. Of like, course. I just want that director to be like, while you're talking to him, just polish the skulls around your apartment. Uh, there's so much. So then the rich widow and Junwo making love all day long. Uh, everything's great. Then I think Sha Jingmai falls in love with the rich widow. 
and yeah. puts a spell on her. He puts a spell on her. To That's... stay in her guest room and bang her. He makes her see him as like a young man. Which, Which explains is, why he was wearing a horrible wig this whole movie, to look like he was 80. And then, like, she's in love with her guy, and she's like, hey, listen, actually, can you put a death spell on his wife? Yeah. So this is when he walks to the bus stop where the wife's waiting, and he's with Stunt Terry. Yeah, so the dog attacks him, and they say it's Terry, but it's not him. It's, it's, a, it's a totally different dog. It's, it's like not a even the same collie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a totally different dog. Because Terry was just too sweet. They knew he could never attack anybody, yeah. even if it was a stunt attack. So Then the wife, she's having a nightmare with more of those bouncing trampoline demons. You said which, you were scared by them. Yeah, I think they're terrifying. <laughs> I think that's a great touch. I think we need more demons that bounce up and down and just look weightless. It's creepy. Then there's worms under her skin. She looked like she was eight months pregnant. Yeah, they never. I thought we were going to see another monster baby, but that didn't really come out. Well, I guess so. They find in time. So she has a friend. I think it's Junuo's friend too, and his name is Mister Wei. He's the other doctor from the second one. Yeah. And he's like, I know this guy, Master Furong. When I was a kid, he tried to get me into the black arts, and I didn't do it. But like, I know that he knows about this stuff. So they go see him, and that we think is the shaman from the first scene. But yeah. he now has a mustache. And he was like, no problem, I know how to fix all this stuff. And he is able to battle Sha Jin Mai with all sorts of well, crazy stuff. Well, that's the thing. Like, everything is get, kind of getting resolved. The wife, she doesn't die. He, Master Furong kind of reverses the death spell. She survives. Now, like you said before, Lang is dead. So we get to this battle royale, which I... I thought, well, there's a whole recuperation scene of the husband falling back in love with the wife. Yeah. Because they got her out of the clutches of the the rich widow. Yeah, he gets out of the spell for a little bit because there's this whole skull flute battle that happens where (laughs) Shah Jemai is holding up his skull and Mr. Furong is playing like a musical instrument. He breaks it for a while, but then eventually it comes back. And then they're like, feed him these centipedes and the spell will be broken for three months. Okay, then, this is my other big question. I know I got it. I got it though. When she feeds him this, these centipedes, she just puts them on top of a soup yeah. and gives it to him. Like yeah. she just places them on there, like yeah, they're in soup, like they're croutons on top of the soup. Yeah. And in the second movie, when that guy has to eat eyeballs, he just pops them in. Why don't these people get better ways to eat disgusting things? Why don't you cook these things or grind them up or find some way other than just. Here's some soup with a centipede on top. Well, I think it was nicely disguised in the soup. Remember, he had just had triangle brain surgery where they cut... (laughs) (laughs) Where they cut a giant triangle (laughs) out of his forehead and And then made him wear a sailor cap. Yeah, they gave him a big hat. They gave him like a big hat for the rest of the movie where he looked like a milk delivery man (laughs) to cover up the triangle. And I'm just saying, you couldn't have cooked the centipedes in the soup? I think that maybe they were cooked. We didn't know. But I'm saying in the soup, not just placed on top. I thought, did you see her place them? I thought <laughs> no, they were already they, in the soup. No, they were just, they were so just on top of the soup. But then they were probably cooked. 
with the soup. She probably mixed it all together. But if like, they weren't mixed, they were sitting on top. I think it's fine. I think it's like when you I give a gross. you give a dog a pill in peanut butter. I think it's the same thing. That'd be, that would be a better way to have the centipede. Wrap the centipede in peanut butter. Plus, I mean, this is Southeast Asia. There's more insect delicacies than we're accustomed to. I don't think it's as gross as you think. Okay, what about the eyeballs? Why couldn't they have blended it up in a shake? Like a protein shake. I think is the 70s, and he just... Look, if Rocky could drink six <laughs> eggs... Raw eggs. Yeah. He, this guy could pop two shaman eyeballs in his mouth. Ugh. All right. Um, I'll let that go. <laughs> Here's the thing. You know how in every, like, cop movie, the cop is shot the day before he retires? Yeah. Oh, my God. This poor guy. He's had his triangle brain surgery. He's been in the hospital for three months. The day he's being discharged, <laughs> he gets repoisoned. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny. He, like, he goes straight back into Miss Luo's arms. I wonder what she's been doing for the last three months. She's just been waiting for him? I think she's been shacked up with Sha Zhang Mai. Oh, then why does he... If he likes her, why does he then do the spell again? I don't think he... he Black Magic likes her. He's a player. He just wants to use her? Yeah. Oh, okay. He just wants to use her. Um, yeah, they immediately hook up. She's like, let's get on an airplane. Because she's like, let's get out of here. I love this wife. Imagine this wife. She's dedicated to getting him back and breaking the spell. Well, I mean, he's a good-looking guy. Black, I understand everybody's why. Everybody's after this guy. But here's the deal. First of all, if we go back in the movie, she finds a compact in his car. So she's like, another woman's been here. The day of their wedding, he leaves with another woman and has intercourse with her (laughs) repeatedly for months. And everyone's like, oh, he's under a spell. Then she nurses him back to health with centipede soup in the hospital while after he's been like lobotomized. Then he runs back away with this woman, and she yeah, runs back again. And she's just like, "Well, this is marriage. This is hard. <laughs> first few months are hard. I don't know." If they make it through those first three months, the rest is going to be golden. They're uh, going to be on their tenth wedding anniversary, being like, "Remember when you lived with another woman for like the first couple months of our relationship?" And you banged every <laughs> single day. You were under a spell. Yeah, I it mean, was crazy. She almost she was under the death spell, so she knows the power of black magic. And Okay, side note, do you think he still has his job? <laughs> well, after he showed up back at the construction site and, and started fighting people. <laughs> no, I think he got fired. I don't think you can say, um, sorry I demolished the building with a wizard duel that happened over me, but Andy, I'm still a good engineer. You're right, I forgot. He was biting everyone, and then some guy calls the police and says, there's a man going berserk over here. <laughs> and then two cop cars... And, like, a loony bin truck show up. <laughs> yeah, a, a full doctor shows up to help him. No, I think... Well, also, he hasn't been to work. He's been in the hospital for three months. So, like, I don't know what kind of uh, family medical leave laws they have at the time here. But, no, I think he's been fired a long time well, ago. Well, no, because he's one of their best engineers. But you he's can't... Lauded. You can't leave for six months on a on a spell leave. I think he's fired. You know what? He also destroyed the building. You know what? I wonder. And then the guys, again, it was just salt in the wound. The guys were like, we're two months away from finishing. <laughs> we're so close to finishing this building. And he shows up. He starts biting people. And then Shajam Mai and Mr. Farong show up. And this is one of the best endings to a movie I've ever seen. There was a battle 
to end all battles. Yeah, it reminded me of the battle at the end of Sword in the Stone with Merlin and... Uh, Ooh, yes. What's the bad witch's name? Oh, Merelda, something like that. Yeah, know. but you know, he, they turn yes. into like a dragon, he turns into a flea. It was like that, but in real life. Sha Zhang Mai pulls out all his stops. He uses three different, like, talismans in the battle. First, it's Grayskull. He's got the power of Grayskull. Power of Grayskull. Then it's a mirror with a skull on it. So he's reflecting light and burning skulls into the other guy's face. I love then, that mirror. Where did he get that? I don't know. Then it's a shrunken head. Be- oh, I put puppet head. Is that what it was supposed to be? A shrunken head? Why would he have a puppet head? I don't know. Because he's got <laughs> voodoo dolls. I thought it was a puppet head. But all his little things like shoot crazy stuff out of him. Little laser beams. Yeah, I have puppet head shoots lasers. But guess and- what? It's nothing compared <laughs> to the amazing force field powers. Well... Oh, my God. Of Furong. You guys have got to see the special effects in this. Please go watch this movie. Furong calls down, like, this cone of invincibility over him. And it's like, this is a real movie, like a real action movie, with, like, special effects on the level of, like, Pong graphics superimposed over it. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Did you ever see the Ten Commandments? And they, like, the... They part the Red Sea, but yeah, then there's a scene where God comes down as like a fire pillar, and it's it's really like a colored pencil. Someone drew it onto the film. Yeah, that would have been better than whatever That's this, what was. this was. That's what this was. This was worse. I love this force field. Also, the heavens have gotten dark and have opened up. Yeah. As they battle. There's like a movie screen behind them. Keep in mind, they're battling like two stories up on steel beams that keep <laughs> exploding down. It's very dramatic. Then at the very end, Master Fron busts out this like magic wand knife. Oh, yeah. Whatever that was. It was, was so like cool. a curly dagger. Yeah. That also shot lasers. Yeah. Everything they had shot, whatever those were supposed to be, magic beams. Beams of some kind. And then that's like the final thing. That defeats Sha Mai. He's dead. The spell is broken. Juno vomits out a bunch of bloodworms. That's pretty good. He's cured. Um, the rich widow, she gets hit by the curly dagger. She turns old and then dies. Yeah. And she sort of looked like that witch. That's why I think maybe that witch was... Well, her face melted. So I think she well, was done. But uh, yeah. the witch was in cahoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot then, of face melting. Her and Liang both get their faces melted. I think the, it's a moral tale. If you're a bad person, oh yeah, ba- for sure, bad will come to you. And if you're a good person, like this happy little couple, they're gonna get away scot free. I don't know. I just could. Could you go back after that? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> What are you gonna, like, is he going to go back to work? I want to know what happens next. <laughs> I do, too. Does she just, like, cook dinner from now on? He goes back to work? I mean, doesn't she have, like, the ultimate, like, one-up in any fight ever? Like, she'd be like, oh, remember the time you were under a spell for six months and I busted my ass trying to get a shaman to defeat an evil shaman to save you? Yeah. And you cheated on me. <laughs> well, that was a spell. That doesn't count. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> I think spell cheating is still cheating. What? He could, He had no control. I think it still counts. But so they're going to work through their differences. They're going to need a lot of therapy. I mean. I hope that, that. Maybe there's a therapy spell. Like memory race or something like that. Yeah, they need it. That would be great. All right. This is so much fun. We got to get to the two big questions. Oh, God. 
This one I've been agonizing about. What did you like better, Black Magic or Black Magic 2? Honestly, can I call a draw? Because I was agonizing over this too, and I don't have a preference. Because here's the thing. My original instinct was kind of Black Magic 2. Really? Because it was introducing the genre. But then I imagine watching <sighs> this first. They're both... To me, this is the first time that it's happened where I can't call it. Wow. It's too close it's to call it. It's an actual draw. It's an actual draw. So I don't know if that's a cop-out because both. I would watch both again right now, back to back, <laughs> in forward order, in reverse order. Um, yeah, they were both great. I don't know. Do you I was have try- one? No. Do you have a preference? I was going to try to think it out here because I was like, this one has the Black Magic Rice. It has Terry. It has that ending Wizards duel. But the second one, oh my god, just had... The second one had that crocodile scene, it had the eyeball eating scene, it had twice the amount of breast milk drinking scenes. (laughs) Well, I yeah, I don't know, they were both, both so good. I think, I think in reverse sequels history, I'm gonna have to call a draw, for me at least. Yeah, I might be with you. I couldn't say. Because I, I really thought it was going to be, the second one was crazy. We were going to watch the first one and it was going to be less crazy. It's not. It's equally crazy. Or I thought usually when you watch a movie or it's sequel, in any order, one feels better than the other. One is somehow there's a, a lead on it. No, these two movies are on par in excellence. I can't pick. I can't pick. So are we calling a draw? I think we have to. It's a draw. Okay. Now, I do have an answer for this one. What did you like better, your own movie that you predicted or this movie? I got to give it to this movie. I have five pages of Never Could Have Predicted. I tried to thread the two together. Even though they didn't directly connect, I do feel like it's a franchise. I like I like both of them. I'm going to go with this movie. Me too. Absolutely. All this stuff I never could have predicted. I didn't have Terry in my movie. I didn't have Black Magic Rice. Oh, my God. Uh, um, So, yeah, definitely this movie. Yeah. I mean, this is like a first where there's... It's unquestioned. Yeah. It's a great movie. That's it for this franchise. I'm sad. I wish this was... Why doesn't this one have like eight movies like Fast and Furious? There might be. We might have to just watch them for fun or... (laughs) If anybody knows, send us emails, write in, let us know if you know any movies on par with Black Magic. This has been a ton of fun. But... My only quibble with these movies is that there was no actual martial arts in them. We thought we were getting a kung fu franchise, which I'm okay that we didn't. I am too, but I still have a, uh, a kung fu craving. Okay. I want to watch martial arts movies. So next we are going to do The Raid 2. I don't know anything about these movies. I know that they're very acclaimed. We've had a couple people recommend them to us. So we're going to check them out. And I... I think they're martial arts movies. If, okay. if I'm burned again, I'll be real sad. <laughs> and there. So next week's Raid 2. As always, I'm Patrick. And I'm Ellie. This has been Reverse Sequels. Join us next time. Bye.